Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast. It's May 29th. I'm Kimberly Johnson in D.C. And right next to me in Oakland, California is the glorious Steph Walton. Hey, Steph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> glorious. That's exactly how I would describe myself these last few days. Just sheer glory. <laughs> Oh my oh god, my oh my god. god. So of course, you know, before we get into the Mueller thing, I just want to quickly let everyone know that we're not going to do a show next week because I have to call in to see if I'm going to go to jury duty and I have to do that. Providing I don't get called in the first day, I'm going to have to do that every day. So A, I don't want to keep you on hold and then I also don't want to keep any kind of a possible guest on hold. So it actually works out because... Um, as most of you know, we've been working on um, getting the show a better production value. And so finally, uh, as we did our show last week, we got that mixer. And then we had a very grueling Sunday where Bob was screaming a lot of profanity. And really what he was doing was something that he's never done because his podcast is, uh, you know, he, he has a couple of guests on, but he uses this particular site that requires a number of things and an understanding of your computer in case there's troubleshooting and you know, right. you can't, you can't call a guest or you can't invite a guest on and then they don't understand what's going on and spend 25 minutes troubleshooting. So it's such a pain. So anyway, what he did was you and I are going to be sounding like we're in the studio together and then we can just call someone on the phone and we can both hear them. And so basically he broke some ground, at least for him. To try to figure and for, out. And, yeah, and for us, my God, because like between you and I, holy mackerel. Right. We might as well just be, you know, landline. We're still in that mentality for totally. Christ's sake. Totally. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, um, let me turn my sound up here. Um, so we're going to be off next week. And then hopefully by the time we're back on, it'll be all the new um, fancy schmancy perfection that we're hoping for. <laughs> I'll have yeah. learned it. And uh, we'll have, you know, practice many times. So there's that. And then the, the other thing I want to say before we get started, because, oh, my God, we have to get started, is that this is a listener supported show. So we really do rely on our patrons to keep us going. We'd really love if you would support the show with any dollar amount. Just visit patreon.com slash start me up and five dollars gets you into the end another thing segment, which is usually where Steph and I talk some shit about some shit. But then occasionally <laughs> <laughs> I have another guest on. And uh, we will talk some shit about some shit. So it's right. and every once in a while, those segments are free. So it just depends on what's going on. So, right. you know, we'll just we'll just keep it like that for a while. Eventually, we're going to we're going to change things up. But let's just get into it and talk about this Mueller thing. Oh, mm -hmm. OK. So you do you want me to start with my take or do you yeah. want to start with your take and then I'll bring it in? No, you talk. You start. OK, so, you know, let me let me just. I want to create a visual because my, my life, like I have to say something. I am forever changed as a result of the 2016 presidential election. Yeah. Okay. It, it struck me deep in deep inside of myself. It, it, it knocked me off my feet, uh, it, you know, mentally, emotionally, um, logistically, intellectually, it has, it, it has penetrated every aspect of my life. Okay. Because it, it affects me as a human being, because it's just so wrong because we were cheated out of president Hillary Clinton. Okay. Because we have a criminal 
in the highest office of the land because we are now America. I, I, I truly believe our national security is at risk. Children are in cages. I mean, you know, the list goes on and on. And it's hard sometimes for me to compartmentalize that that sheer horror that is our 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 America mm -hmm. right now. Right. Um, and, and as a woman and as a mother of, uh, you know, a teenage son and, and a preteen daughter, like I'm worried, you know, I'm worried, I'm worried for climate change and the fact that we're not doing anything about it right now, um, you know, as a country. And, and so all these things kind of infiltrate my life. And last night, you know, anticipating, um, coming off of the Kamala Harris town hall, mm -hmm. which, which I did not was, see, but you can fill me in because you were watching Chernobyl, which I had to turn off. Uh, and we'll, we'll get into that too. But, you know, I have, I have hope because I believe that, you know, look what we did in 2018. Mm -hmm. And, and I think we're going to do it again in 2020, but who knows, right? Mm -hmm. Who the hell knows? Yeah. Who knows? And, you know, there's no, there's nothing in place to keep the Russians from infiltrating the election again and potentially throwing the election again. We can get out there bloodied and bruised and toothless and, you know, fighting and knocking doors and da 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 da. But we don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't know. We this is not a predictable America anymore. Voting doesn't mean it doesn't it doesn't mean that the one with the most votes wins as as yeah. we as we know, right? So uh, waking up this morning, coming off of feeling real good. Like I'm I was cheering in my, in my TV room last night with, at everything that Kamala said, she, she was at her best last night, better than I've ever seen her hmm. ever. And, and I watched a room full of, I'm sorry, I, I had to do this, Kimberly. I watched a room full of predominantly white people in South Carolina last night, nodding in agreement. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, there were people of color in the room, but there were people of all shapes, sizes from all different walks of life talking about their personal experiences, whether it was, I was diagnosed with colon cancer a year ago, and I'm one of the lucky ones, but what happens to the people that don't have Medicare? What happens to them? Um, and then I watched, they'd pan the room as she would say things and she was so on point with everything. Cause not only does she know what the hell she's talking about, but she's got a plan too. The ladies have a plan for 2020 and beyond. Mm -hmm. And I watched white men react to her with broad smiles, nodding in agreement, looking almost like they were glazed over, like they just got hit with, oh my God, this person can save us. It was, it was truly remarkable to see. So there was that. And, and I, I went to bed feeling pretty good and then I wake up and I, and it all, and it all takes, it, it, it just, it takes me back to that place of, oh my God, Mueller's going to talk. And what does this mean? Right? Because that's what it's all hinging on. We have a criminal in the white house. We all know it. Mm -hmm. And we're waiting for this guy to save us. And what happened this morning? Yeah. You know, he didn't. He didn't, and he's not taking any questions. And we're, we're meant to read between the lines. Well, I'm a lay person. I'm an American who is dog tired and beaten down and worried for the safety of, of women moving forward as abortion clinics are closing all over the country. 
And as I've got to raise a little girl and a, and a teenage son who is about to be sexually active, I'm sure, you know, at any, at any moment, you know, and what do we tell our kids? What, what, you know? Yeah. And this, and this guy stands up and the only thing I have to hang on that, that, that is, that is hopeful from what, from his statement. And I'm going to, I'm reading a quote. If we had confidence mm-hmm, the right. president did not commit a crime, we would have said so. If we had confidence the president did not commit a crime, we would have said so. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, big. well, the, That's this is big, what... Girl. It's big, and I'm glad that the... But it's also um, kind of vague for people who are not paying attention. And I'm so... so you know, people are... One one woman said because I said he's no patriot. I, I'm really pissed off at this statement. And somebody said, "Well, what did you expect him to say?" Well, what I I, I can't say I expected him to say anything. I was actually expecting to be disappointed. But what I was hoping for is something different. I mean, of course, Glenn Kirshner was on MSNBC this morning with a really hopeful attitude that, oh, here it is. Here's the moment that he's going to say, okay, I don't like what's going on. And he didn't say that. Unfortunately, I, you know, I didn't think Glenn was right. I just thought he's going to come on. He's going to be Mr. By the Book. And the thing is, is that he didn't say anything new. He clarified his position. He made sure to know that he does not want to talk about this in front of Congress. And the thing that's most upsetting about this is he didn't say anything new. And Americans are not paying attention. They do not know. They haven't read the Mueller report. Half of the country doesn't even know there is a Mueller report. If we have impeachment hearings and he goes, or at least if he goes in front of Congress and publicly testifies, people would know what was in the Mueller report. Now they're not going to. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I don't I I see a lot of people defending him and it's not that I think he's a terrible guy, but he's a disappointment. And, you know, it's it's on us that we made him into Superman. But on that same kind of on the same side of that coin, we had no one else, especially when this investigation started. We didn't have the Senate. We didn't have the House. And we had this Mm -hmm. crazy man running the country installed by Russia And I will say installed by Russia, because if Russia had not been part of the equation, Hillary Clinton would have been president. She had to overcome a lot, but I think she would have overcome uh, domestic uh, bullshit, but not, you know, throw in the Russia thing. And it was just too much. And so what Mueller basically did was just say, "Uh, I'm not going to say anything new and I'm not going to testify. And if if he was not a criminal, we wouldn't have said, "Okay, that's not good enough for me. And we made him into the Superman because we didn't have anything else. You know, Mm -hmm. so I guess this is a lesson that probably no one will learn because Americans never fucking learn their lesson. But um, we should learn to never put somebody in, in so much, give them so much power, especially when it comes to our hope. Because he's not going to be there for us. No. He's not going to show up for us. He did his job and he did a good job and he worked with whatever confines he had to work with. Right. And he explained explained the policy. Right. He's a a policy guy. He's got family. He's got grandchildren. He's got nieces and nephews and he just fucked them all over. You know, and I, you know, people are saying, oh, don't don't say he's not a patriot. He's not because what because a real patriot would understand the dire consequences of what we're facing. We've never been through this before. There has never been a president of the United States that has been installed by a foreign adversary and is being controlled by a foreign adversary uh, mm-hmm. more than one, but specifically mm-hmm. by fucking KGB Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. And this has just never happened. Mm-hmm. So. 
for him to go by the book and follow all the rules and make Barr happy. That's not being a patriot. A patriot would stand up and say, look, what's going on right now? is a travesty and we need to right these wrongs. Yes, I will go in front of Congress and I will talk about, even if he can't talk about what's outside of that report. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm so pissed off. And, and frankly, the people who are telling me that no, no, just calm down. I'm sorry. I fucking spent two years hoping this guy was going to somehow do something that was going to make a difference and he's got that opportunity and he's throwing it away. <laughs> so I don't know if this comes out of choice or if this comes out of fear. Like, I don't know, you know, for all, I mean, I know, uh, Andrea Chalup or Andrea Chalupa and Sarah Kenzior of Gaslit Nation, um, have suggested specifically Kenzior has suggested on Bob Seska's show that he might be compromised. And, you know, at this point I'm not, running around jumping on every conspiracy theory, but it's like you said, this is not a predictable America. We don't know what's going on. Vladimir Putin is hell-bent on destroying our democracy and fucking take him seriously. Yeah, He is, you know, I mean, I, I want to get into something I wrote on Twitter last night because I lived in Soviet Russia. I understand that mentality. Living in Soviet Russia is like living in prison. And you know, I mean, we were fortunate because we were Americans, so we were like guests in a prison, but we were still in a prison. And KGB is is ice fucking cold. They are ice cold. And Vladimir Putin is an ice cold villain of this earth, and he's he's doing everything he can to destroy democracies around the world. And it's he's not being taken seriously by two, by most of us. Right. I mean, we've got problems in in Europe in the UK, obviously, Australia. we've got problems in Australia. Um, we have had problems now in our face since 2015. We, we have, uh, I mean, he installed Trump. Oh, what's that? Can you hear that? Oh. It sounded like a helicopter or some sort of a flapping, <laughs> a platypus or something. Yeah. It's all gone now. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I, I just, I, uh, yeah. Okay. So Mueller didn't save us. All right. You know, and I'm, I, I gotta tell you, um, I'm going to step away from Twitter today. I'm just making that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll give our love. We'll put our, our podcast out there. We'll thank everybody, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hang on it because he didn't, he didn't save us. It's just one more disappointment. We have to do this work. Yeah. You know what I mean? We have to do this work. Last week, um, the judge that didn't give Brock Turner a, 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 a stiff sentence was run out of his position. Let me just tell you, I didn't, I posted that and I didn't realize that was from last year. No, 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 no. Right. But, but what I'm saying is that, that he, he was, that started happening last year. I know right. people that went and stood out that protested him, that re wanted him revoked. And that's what, that's right. the power of the people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, that, that happened right in my backyard. I grew up there. I know, I know parents of my my high school friends that were out there in their eighties saying, hell no, get this mofo out of here. And that happened in a pretty conservative part of mm -hmm. California, right? A lot of money. Um, you know, money buys you freedom. 
and gets you off uh, for raping someone who's unconscious. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nuh uh, not anymore. No moss. Okay. So we have to take matters into our own hands. That's yeah. what we're going to do. That's what we did in 2018. And I believe in us. I don't believe in the political system. <laughs> I don't believe in the rule of law anymore. I just don't. Yeah. I can't. I mean, th- th- that's that's an overstatement. Yes, I do. I, I believe. Let me take that back. Let me walk that back and say, I don't believe that the higher ups at the Department of Justice and our uh, the the, the uh, Americans attorney. William Barr. I don't believe in that system mm-hmm. right? because I believe that's a corrupt system as high up as it goes. Um, and I don't, I don't know, you know, all of these Trump appointees, you know, I, I am so sick of reading. No, no, no. These Trump appointees, they may be appointed by him, but they're not beholden to him. Yeah, right. My ass, yeah. my ass. Okay. It's about people because if the people make a, a, a loud enough noise and and show up and protest and go to Washington DC and take to the streets um that's when that's when real change happens so we're just we're just back to square well, one you know, we, I mean, we it's need a, to rely on ourselves for yeah, it's, a, it's a combination of um the protesting but then it's also about volunteering and and being active whether it's calling your congress people whether it's getting the vote out or any of that kind of actual work because being, you know, I mean, one of the things I watched an interesting video um, of Molly Jong fast being interviewed about the women's marches. And her point was the first women's March, first women's March was very successful um, for a variety of reasons. And, you know, and I'll say just on my own that it was successful because what it did was number one, it, it showed everybody that not only did we were we not alone in our um, disappointment and our fear uh, with a Trump presidency and what that's going to mean. It it was like a national um, kind of come together. Look, we're not alone, but it was also a global a global march. So we got to see the entire world say "fuck you, Trump," while we're wearing our pussy hats in the street and. We're making this statement. And then because of that march, um, people became organized. And this was what Molly was pointing out, that there was organization that at this point in the game, the marches aren't even as important because now the organization, the activism, the getting involved is in place. And that's making more of a difference than anything else. And I think we saw that in 2018. So um, not to say that I don't think we should be protesting or rallying. I mean, I always think it's good because there's always a a sense of camaraderie, a sense of we're not alone. Uh, It gives us a sense of confidence. So it's important. But, um, you know, I mean, yes, exactly. It is up to us. And what I said last, you know, I, I, I I, I wrote this last night. And I kind of said this earlier, but it says, I lived in Soviet Russia in 1981. I was 12. I saw communism, felt it, smelled it, lived it for one school year. It was like being a guest in a prison with privileges. I never thought I'd see a KGB oligarch take America down. But Vlad's mm-hmm. getting close. Why are we mm-hmm. letting him win? And the thing mm-hmm. is, is we are letting him win. And it's not me or you. It's just us. It's us as a collective. It's 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 the half the country that didn't vote that's not paying attention. It's I go into the grocery store and I talk to people and I ask them, do you know about the Mueller report? What's that? No, I mm-hmm. don't know about the Mueller report. No, we're insane. 
we're 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 we we are obsessed we're not the majority no we're the we're ma- we're political junkies you know mm-hmm. and and we're also i mean we're political junkies probably in any other climate but in this particular political climate we are obsessive you know especially me um, because you've got a family that you have to take care of. I don't. <laughs> so I, the majority of my time I am following the news. You know, I'm, I'm either online following the news, I'm writing about the news, I'm podcasting about the news. And then, you know, last night you texted me and you said, are you watching Kamala? And I was like, no, we're watching Chernobyl because I have to turn off the news at 10 o'clock. Right. You know, I can't fucking watch it until I go to bed. Exactly. As, as yes, much as I wanted I've- to see her. I hear you. I've got it three hours earlier, so I'm done. You know, I'm I'm done by eight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kamala. I, I mean, we could we could segue into something uplifting, which is Kamala. Yes. Okay. Let's do. Yeah. Because so let's just let's we, you know, people that we surround ourselves with and the people that are in our, you know, our everyday lives are are caring about politics but then you know i i go places where i volunteer at a at a school that's in, that's in need like the 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 community there uh, there you know the kids are on free and reduced lunch for the most part 80% of them are i don't i don't see those caregivers and parents coming up um, we don't talk about politics. Yeah, I don't talk. You know, we're th- there are other priorities in other people's lives. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, I guess my point is, um, I believe it's my duty to care because I feel like we have the power to make change happen. Yeah, as a, you know, when we come together and when we go out and vote, and you know, there are there are folks out there who just, you know, maybe just earning that paycheck or getting to that second job and making sure that someone's picking their kids up from school. And uh, do we have dinner tonight? Those are other issues that are on people's minds. And then there are folks who just, I don't care, um, who, who just don't, they don't want to muck up their you know, their goodness mm-hmm. thinking about this because it is so grim. And that's apathy to a degree. I get it. But we can't, I can't judge. This is what's important to me. I also need to separate it and just watch America's Got Talent with my kids sometimes yeah. and not let and not let Trump infiltrate my brain when I'm watching a blind autistic kid come and sing and play the piano and make me cry. Like, I need to just embrace those moments too, you know? Um, I, I got to, so I, I need to find a balance. I'm having a hot flash just talking about this. But... <laughs> Which is, you know, I, I wish you could see me right now. <laughs> Do, I don't need to paint the visual for the listeners. But um, here, here's something I want to I say that is incredibly positive. Okay? There are 23 or 24 people running for the Democratic nomination for president, which is too many if you ask me. I can't even, I couldn't name them all. There are some really, really talented, amazing people in that field. But what the, what what has risen to the top are two women. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have Elizabeth Warren, who I, I know you're in love, and I'm in love. And I just, I love her because she's fierce, because she's smart, and because she's got a plan for everything, and she's got a plan for how to fix America, right? And and give everybody a shot. That's what resonates with me when she speaks. She's motivated by fairness 
and by, you know, healthcare is a right. Women's women sh- have agency over their own bodies and should make those choices. Uber, 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 Uber wealthy people who benefit from Trump, Trump's tax plan should give more so that college can be free. You know, these are and, and then she shows you how, right? Mm-hmm. Quality, quality child care universally for working parents based on a sliding scale, according to how much you pay, but universal child care. So your kids, no matter how much money you make, are getting the same quality care as the person that maybe makes a couple hundred grand a year mm-hmm. in a different right. part of the country. I mean, that just, that makes sense to me, right? All these beautiful things. Then, you know, Kamala's been kind of quiet lately, right? She's yeah. on the Judiciary Committee. She's grilling Barr. She's making him squirm a little bit and whatever. She's she's as fierce as they come. But uh, Elizabeth Warren has been shining for the last few weeks. Shining, shining, shining. And she's touring yeah. the country. And, and she's talking to people in, in rural West Virginia, towns of 400, where uh, I think it was... I, the number was was staggering. I want to say it was in the millions of oxycontin pills that had been prescribed mm-hmm. to this this tiny town of people. And when she asks them in a in a red 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 state, but they but but it's it, her message is resonating with people who are um, whose lives are being ruined by big pharma and who probably voted for Trump in 2016. Mm-hmm. So so it's incrementally. These these people are smart. The hair, right? Elizabeth Warren, the tortoise and the hair. I right. mean, she's the she's the tortoise. Excuse me. She she's in there and she's coming up. And it's like, check this out, because I'm talking. I'm I, this is real talk, right? And then Kamala comes out last night. We haven't heard a lot mm-hmm. lately. She had a town hall with Lawrence O'Donnell on MSNBC, and it was in South Carolina. And that's an important state to win. You know who's from South Carolina, right? Uh, well, but I don't know what you're getting at. Well, I'm getting at Lindsey Graham. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. And we, there's, there's a lot to, there's a lot of work that can be done there. Right. And she has penetrated and she was in a room with, you know, mostly white people, but people who are asking her tough questions about healthcare and, um, what do we do? How are you going to come in here and what are you going to do to fix what's wrong? And the list was just so long and she was on point with every single answer, taking a stand Medicare for all. Yes. Medicare for all. And Lawrence pushed her on that. What do you mean then? Does that mean that people who have existing plans are going to have to let go of their, you know, their doctors? No, no, no. They can, it can be supplemental. What's in place. You don't have to let go of, but there's going to be Medicare for all. Well, what about union workers and laborers who bought into a system to have better health care? Are you going to, you know, what happens with them? Mm-hmm. Nope. I'm going to take care of them and I'm going to, I'm going to write a plan that allows them to continue to benefit from that money that they invested so that they can have amazing benefits, right? It was just, it was on and on. It was, I'm done. I'm done having the conversation about uh, uh, whether or not a woman has a right to choose and make decisions over, uh, you know, what she does with her body. I'm done. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? She, she said equal pay for women, and she cited women make 80 cents to every dollar that a man makes. Black women make 61 cents. Native American women make 58 cents. 
Latina women make 51 cents or some, I mean, it was, it was staggering. And she said, she's going to put a policy in place that says that if corporations don't pay women equally for doing the same exact job a man is doing, they're going to pay. It was like, whoa, whoa. Right, 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 right. So, so that gives me hope that, that gives me hope. The last question she took in the crowd, I, I, uh, sorry, I, I, I didn't take notes, but this is, I'm going off of memory, but her answer to whatever that last question was, is I am a prosecutor Mm -hmm. and I know how to prosecute this administration for the crimes they've committed. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she said, and we're going to win. She's never lost an election, by the way, in her life. Yeah. So that gives me hope. Sorry. I'm sorry I soapboxed so hard on there. No, but that's okay. <laughs> that, that's, keeping, that's keeping me alive right now. Yeah, well, I mean, well, to, to I, I would have liked to have seen her. But as I said, I sometimes I just, I need to take a break. And I already know that I like her. And I already knew that she was going to be impressive. So um, I didn't feel such urgency. But... To go on off on another candidate, the front runner, Joe Biden, um, yesterday he was talking about there was a story out that his team is basically saying he doesn't have to campaign as hard as other candidates because uh, he's got name recognition and he's busy doing other things like fundraising. And this is infuriating to me because, you know, I mean, look, we've talked about Joe before. I don't hate him. He's not my first choice. I would prefer if somebody else won for a variety of reasons based on his uh, pat. Like there was there was some fucking um, video last night where some woman had tweeted out that he was at some uh, town hall or whatever it was. It wasn't a town hall, but it was just he was talking to a group of people and there was a little girl. So he bends over and he says to the little girl something like, um, I bet you're as smart as you are pretty or something like that. And it's like, oh, oh God. Know, and then Jesus H. I know. And then he like goes in front of the camera with her in front of him. And then he's got his hands on her shoulder while he's talking. Now, to those people who are going to defend him, clearly he's not a sexual predator. He was not being inappropriate, you know, because he was touching someone's shoulders, but he just came under fucking fire for making women uncomfortable and and touching children in a way that people have found to be uncomfortable or inappropriate, not sexually inappropriate, socially inappropriate. So because he just came under fire for that and he went and he apologized for it, even though he screwed up his stupid apology because he said he got permission to touch whoever he was talking about at that time, he should learn and not do it anymore because this is the kind of shit that's going to get him in trouble. It's unnecessary. He doesn't have to hold a little girl on the shoulders or tell her that her brains are as good as her looks. This is stupid. And for him to, the, the hubris is so incredibly strong in that he doesn't have to campaign because he's he's not even taking into account that you know, we are in, as we, as I said earlier, we have never been in this position before as Americans, ever. Our country mm-hmm. has never been in this. We, we've been in shitty and horrible situations before, but nothing like this. The 2020 election is crucial, and it's going to determine whether or not this country stays a democracy. And it's already, the democracy is, is, is hanging on by a thread. And this attitude of, oh, yeah, I'm just going to say some some witty things to Trump and I'm going to tell him that he's a jerk and everybody's going to be good. 
Uncle Joe. No, that's not enough. We want to hear policy. We want to hear how you're going to, you know, make America better, how you're going to rid America of this crazy man. And, mm-hmm. and he's not doing it. And frankly, it, I, I'm not saying that this is what it is, but what it looks like is that he's not up to campaigning, that he's physically not up to it. And oh, he's, God. He's providing that possibility for Trump to run with. Oh, he's too tired. Sleepy Joe. I mean, I don't know if he's going to if Trump is going to use that. But if I were Trump, I would. Well, of course he will. You know, he's already and, starting. Yeah. And it's like you, you can't give him anything. And, and Biden is leaving that door wide open. Whether or not it's true isn't the point. And, you know, and it's like I, I, I'm watching him talk and he doesn't sound sharp. He's not coming across as sharp to me. And, you know, I just watched Wanda Sykes special on, on Netflix and she was talking about <laughs> How um, she's so fucking funny, but she was talking about how presidencies age you, you know, look at look at the difference between Obama and from when he started until he he left office. And I mean, he's still a handsome man, but he went gray and um, and he, he aged because presidents age much more quickly. They're they're under so much pressure. And Barack Obama was under so much because he had to, you know, save our economy. And then he gets the Affordable Care Act. And then he's constantly, constantly being abused by the Republicans. And, you know, there's there's so much hate and, and racism going on. So whoever becomes the, the if, if there's going to be a Democrat in office in 2020, they got a lot of shit they got to cover. There's a lot to, to take care of. And Joe Biden doesn't seem to me... At, the, at least at this point in time, we'll see what he does at the debates, which I don't have a lot of hope for. But, you know, um, we'll see how he handles himself. If he can handle himself in the debates and if he can convince, you know, if he can convince me and other Americans that he's the best person for the job. Again, I don't think he will. But if he does, great. I'm all for him. I just wish that he would use this time to, you know, to go out and campaign and talk to people and, and press that flesh and, and talk about the important things because he's not, you know, every single candidate is not sure if they're going to win. It's all a big guess. It's a big question mark. To assume that you're going to win is just the most wrong way to handle it. You should never assume you're going to win. So what you should do as a candidate is is help yourself, help the country, and help all the other candidates in case you don't make it. And that's not what he's doing. Right. So it's it's disappointing and I, it, it's infuriating to me. You know, and, and again, I don't want to come down on anybody. You know, I'm, I'm not a fan of Bernie. I'm trying, to st- I'm trying to leave him alone as much as possible. I will criticize him if I see that he's doing something that I don't like. But, you know... I'm trying. I'm trying to stay as positive as I can. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, you know, then I, I. I. I'm with you. I want it. I. I want to. I want. I want one of our women yes, to be. Me too. Uh, you know, the, the nominate. The nominee. That's what I want. I'm voting for whomever. Me too. Um, well, yeah, and, and, and you know and what? I don't Biden, want a woman just because. No, I don't want a woman just because it's a woman either. I right. want one of the women because they're the fucking best. Yes. I mean, the order for me is Elizabeth and then Kamala. But seriously, if Kamala were to get the nomination, I would be so fucking thrilled. <laughs> you would. <laughs> I, you I have, would. You would have. You would have died. 
at how great Kamala was last oh, night. Oh yeah, I mean, and I, 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 you know, I, I imagine that I was wondering if I did watch her, if I was like, okay, well now she's shifting back up to number one, um, and and maybe she would have for me. But at this point in the game, I'm still, I'm still leaning toward Warren. But it's like you said, these two are the most qualified as far as. Here's our plans. This is what we have on the table. I mean, Joe Biden has been in, in uh, government forever. He was the vice president. So, yes, he's qualified. But it, now it's about who's more qualified and who has the best plans and who is able to convince the American people that they're the person to lead this country, not just to beat Trump, but to lead this country. Right. So, um, you know, I want to before I know we're on a little bit of a limit, limited time. Yeah, yeah, today, yeah. But I wanted to talk a little bit about Justin Amash because. Oh, yeah. He's causing a big splash. You know, he's a GOP guy and he's calling for impeachment. And the thing that's impressive and I want to get your feeling on this, but I'll, I'll just say that first last week he, you know, he tweeted out this thread making the case for impeachment that was very intelligent and on point. And then he continued to tweet. And then last night, he was talking to his constituents doubling down. And he got a standing ovation. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a few people out there who are a little skeptical of his of his motives. And they think, well, he's in a safe district. This is what, you know, his constituents want. So he's not hurting himself by doing this. And so that's fine. But there are other Republicans out there just like him that are in districts where, you know what, they don't really like Trump. Maybe they're Republican districts, but or maybe maybe Trump won by a slim margin. So mm-hmm. maybe and I'm I'm hopeful, I don't know if 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 I'm you know, if, if this is going to happen, but maybe other Republicans will see this positive feedback and start to do the same. I, I don't know. What do you think? Um yeah, I do. I think he's the one with the the nads who, you know, came out and, and said it first. He's getting positive response. And, you know, they, the the Republicans are they're going to fall in line They're They're just yes. mostly concerned with maintaining power. Right. That, I think that's why they follow Trump. Um, they're concerned with not being reelected. I mean, Lindsey Graham is concerned about some dark secrets that are going to come out about him. I'm convinced because how do you go from being, you know, one of the most vocal uh, opponents of Trump in the Republican party to the biggest kiss ass in the Republican party and, and, and (laughs) Trump, Trump champion. Right. So, but I think Justin Amash, he's not, he's not beholden to anybody. He's beholden to his beliefs. And, and his and, constituents and, and, and his and his constituents and his constituents support him. That room that was pretty powerful. Yeah, there was one woman who stood up with a MAGA hat on, and she couldn't even form a yeah, sentence. I know. <laughs> I mean, That's all. that that was that was pathetic. He, you know, I I I don't I don't uh, see eye to eye with with his. You know, I think he's pro-choice, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't know. Just, just I, I think he might be. He's I think a I libertarian, that. so that wouldn't necessarily be surprising. That well, or it wouldn't be surprising if he if he didn't uh, oppose choice. I, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I don't right. know. I so maybe I'll just shut up on that. But what I will say is, I commend him for coming out and saying and and backing it up. He's not just saying, uh, um, impeach this guy because he's a creep. 
he's like citing all of the crimes uh-huh. and the reasons why, you know? So I, I'm stoked. And I do think people are, well, you know, what do I know? These, well, I, I'm I mean, not I can't surprised say that by I think anything. They will. I'm hopeful that they will, because I think there's an opening. I think this provides an opening and it, right. you know, he's like the test model where, all right, if, if you have, of course, not all Republicans are going to do this, but you know, enough, if you get enough where, it, it's it matters with votes or, it, you know, if you get enough Republicans who are saying impeach Trump, well, then that's going to be that that's going to be a number of Republicans who are not going to vote for certain things when it comes to GOP trying to pass ridiculous legislation or um, more importantly, it would be doing exactly what he's doing, publicly calling for his impeachment. And, you know, will that happen? It's hard to tell. But. Everybody is, polit- you know, all these people are motivated by getting elected again. And if they mm-hmm. think that their constituency is not happy with Trump, then they have nothing to lose. But they've got to gauge their constituency. They've got to see, um, you know, how just take the temperature. I don't know how they would do that, but maybe they could start off by not necessarily calling for impeachment. But, you know, they could say something that's not so positive about Trump and see what kind of reaction they get and then take little steps until they get to, okay, it's time to impeach Trump. But what a bunch of babies. Yeah. Well, what a bunch but that, of babies. that's a Republican party because they're yeah. all based on fear and, and towing the line and carrying the water for the president. And they're all afraid that if they don't go with him, they won't get reelected. So I think that, you know, again, this guy is kind of like a test to see um, if, if he gets, if he's, successful with this and his constituents are cheering him on and and giving him standing ovations, then there are surely other Republicans out there, whether in purple states or even red states, that think, oh, I might be able to get away with this. This Mm -hmm. might actually serve me Mm -hmm. because this might be serving Amash. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it might be a selfish reason that he's doing it. But frankly, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Because at least there's a Republican Who's calling him out? And and so, you know, uh, that will add to the pressure on Nancy Pelosi and um, Democrats for getting, you know, this done. And this is just all such a big fucking mess. I mean, we're in a constitutional crisis right now. Right. It's just it's all so frightening. I am so done with me. the bless you with <laughs> the Democrats in Congress not not moving forward with this. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of us being afraid of everything. You know, I mean, that's that's what Russia wants. That's what even the Republicans want. They want us to be scared to the point where we don't do anything and, and, and then they get to do whatever they want. That's why I say, why are we letting him win? Why are we letting that? You know, to me, everybody, you know, when, when Trump tweets out something stupid, they'll say it's a distraction. Frankly, I think Trump is the distraction. Vladimir Putin is is very busy trying to take down democracies all over the globe. He is all about the rise of white supremacy. He is all about the right, uh, the um, extreme right, you know, the extremist side of the right. And he's, he's successfully, because basically of technology and the internet, he's able to, to sway elections. Aside Mm -hmm. from hacking and all of that, when you have disinformation campaigns, you know, people like to think that they're they're um, smarter. But but being brainwashed isn't about being stupid. 
It's always about when you're upset, when you're angry, you know, I mean, and I'll always go back to when I was a Bernie supporter, my initial reason for supporting Bernie was because I liked his vision more than I liked Hillary's vision. It wasn't about hating Hillary. It wasn't about thinking she was some terrible person. It was like, oh, I really like his ideas and I really want to see his ideas in place and I want that kind of an America. Um, And then it, you know, and that's pretty much like how everyone was thinking. And then we had the disinformation and it changed to hating Hillary. And so it was like this slow process of, you know, people feeling so passionate for him. And then you hear negative things about her and they start to have an impact on your brain. And again, it's not about being, you're not stupid if you've been brainwashed. You've just been, you've been fed all this information over and over and over again with no counter. And then you have all these other people agreeing with each other. And yes, Hillary's terrible. And yes, she's going to go to jail. And she's, she's, uh, she's going to send us into war. And she's going to do this. And then it plays on your fears. And it plays on your emotion. And then it becomes a reality for you. And so, you know, that's what's, that's what's really terrible. Mm-hmm. Yes, <sighs> it is. Oh, God. Oh, God. Can we please come out of the funk? I know. When? well the the good news we're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to end this and go to end another thing but there is some good news that um i read in axios okay i i can't i can't speak for the russian interference but take away the russian interference they um somebody in axios wrote that they believe there's going to be just this huge voter turnout like the biggest uh voter turnout since the early 1900s and mainly it's because of trump he's the big motivator and I think that makes sense because we saw that happen in 2018. And as, as much as somebody's going to argue that it's because Democrats were talking about kitchen table issues, Trump was the major motivator. That oh, was yeah. So I think that, you know, we've got enough people in this country, hopefully, that are paying attention, especially these women who are living in red states who are not going to have the ability to ever even get an abortion. It's like... Hopefully they're paying attention and I hope that that article is right because what we need is enough people to come out and vote to overcome all the gerrymandering and the suppression and the and the Russian interference and attack. I think it's possible, but it it means we all have to vote. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I am, I, I believe in us. And I know that as, as dog tired as we are and as beat down as we are, we're, we, this is just, this is who we are now. We're people that vote. We're people who rally. We're people who, you know, do everything we possibly can to see that other voters turn out. We talk about it. Yes, it's tiresome to, to people who are on the receiving end. I mean, it's exhausting. But we, it's our it's our duty at this point as Americans. Yeah, to do it is to, it's just, our duty. I mean, that yeah. you know, it's 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 Congress's duty to impeach Trump. And it's it's an American voters duty to, you know, get rid of these criminals. Mm-hmm. They're criminals. Yeah. And one, you know, I, I do love I do love Kamala. And I'm going to end on this high note. They are criminals. We have criminals. Well, we have a criminal at the top. Right. And, and we have other people who have become criminals because they want to remain in power or they, you know, you've got the whole, the, the Trump crime family, right? Those kids are just, they're just so disgusting. And, and what they're motivated by, you know, Jared and Ivanka made $82 million mm-hmm. last year <laughs> while being employed by the administration. 
You know, it's just, it's, it's crazy to me, but like Kamala said, her, her closing, her closing statement last night at that town hall was I'm a prosecutor. Yeah. I know how to take these mofos <laughs> down. Yeah. Like I know how to do this. So let's do it. Yes, definitely. All right. Woo! Okay. <laughs> All right. Well then um, I guess we're going to, we're going to head on over into another thing, but why don't you let everybody know where they can find us and, and all that good stuff. Oh, indeed. Yes, you can find us at patreon.com slash start me up. We love you for listening. We love you for becoming patrons. You know, this is this is uh, a definitely um, a labor of love. And and if and we love your comments, we we just we're we're here for you. And uh, we appreciate your support so very much. It's patreon.com slash start me up. And you can find us on Twitter at author Kimberly L E Y and at lady brain show. Thank you. Yes. And I mean, I'm not going to apologize for being pissed off, but I just, I wish we could have a, a show last week was a little bit more fun and positive this week. I think we were just so disappointed by the Mueller statement that it's like, yeah. you know, we're just like venting. So of course I will never apologize for venting, but you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can, we can talk about, happier things another time <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean hey this is the reality yeah exactly you know, we can't we can't apologize for the state of affairs it's grim so m motivate strap on the boots do what you gotta do hit the ground make a donation uh make a phone call vote encourage others to vote if you want sanity restored if we want to save the the our democracy yeah Get your ass out and vote and motivate others to do the same. Period. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's what you have to do. All right. So let's head on over to end another thing. So we will um, see you. I don't have the calendar in front of me, but t remember tomorrow, uh, next week, we're not doing a show at all. And then um, we will do one the following week. So there you that's go. right. That's and right. I just hope I don't have to go to jury duty. <laughs> oh God, I pray for you. <laughs> Alrighty, everybody, we will talk to you next time. Talk All with right. you next time. <laughs> bye bye.